Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn why trees might have a heartbeat, why long-distance communication might exist because of grief, and a hypothesis that an advanced civilization could have ruled Earth millions of years ago. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Actually, whatever happened to the Ent Wives? I have no idea what you're talking about. Seriously? Maybe Ents. Oh, like from Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Ent Wives? I'm in a Lord of the Rings book club right now, and Ent Wives are like... Are they the wives of the Ents? Yes. Oh. But they mysteriously disappeared, and no one knows where they went. So the Ents don't have wives anymore? Yeah. What does this have to do with science? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> well, today we wrote about a new study that has shown that at least some trees seem to have a heartbeat, and that might provide a new explanation for plant physiology. And I thought I would have a brilliant segue into this story by talking about the Entwives. And which, I just ruined it for Which you. is the greatest unsolved mystery of all Lord of the Rings. I'm following somebody famous on Twitter, and they tweeted about it, so... Anyway, I hope the Lord of the Rings fans enjoy that. Entwives aside, this new study, again, has shown that some trees have a heartbeat. Researchers looked at 22 different species of trees in conditions where there was no wind or sun, and they found that the branches would move on their own over the course of several hours. And that's too slow for us to really notice, but that's a lot faster than any other biological process we've seen in trees, who tend to be on the slower side of things. The bad news is that we don't really know exactly how that works. One possibility is that it's part of the mechanism that squeezes water up the trunk of the tree. I don't know if you knew about this. Researchers have measured tree trunks in the past and found them shrinking up to half a millimeter over the course of a day. So maybe this movement is part of that process? There's more work to be done, and you might expect to hear more in the future from the study's lead author, Andras Linsky. A couple of years ago, he discovered that trees droop overnight, which he suggests might be a result of trees relaxing at night. And if trees are stiffening their branches to catch more sun during the day, then maybe they release tension overnight to recover? Then it's time to stretch again in the morning. Who knows? We'll follow this very closely, and you can read our full coverage of this research today on Curiosity.com or on the Curiosity app for Android or iOS. Now let's all do the tree pose. Ah. And then figure out where the entwives went. I know I'm not the only person wondering this. Cody, do you know what today is? No. It's the anniversary of the first telegram ever sent. First telegram? Yeah. I don't know anything about, I mean, I know it was a thing like a couple hundred years ago, but I don't really know much about telegrams. Well, on May 24th of 1844, that first telegram was sent. And the phrase that was transmitted was, what hath God wrought? Wow. Yeah. That's intense. It's pretty good for a new technology, right? And it was transmitted by Samuel Morse. Morse code, got it? Yeah. I get that, yeah. yes. So today we have a story about how Morse's grief might be responsible for long-distance communication. It's kind of dark, obviously, but it's an important part of history. Morse was originally a portrait painter. He set up an art studio in Boston in 1815 and got married soon after. But in 1825, his wife died giving birth to their third child. He was away working on a painting commission when she got sick. And by the time he got word about her condition and got back home, she had already been buried. The next year, Morse's father died. And three years after that, his mother died. I told you, this story is dark. Yeah. Well, you can probably see where this is going. Morse and some of his inventor friends started thinking about telegraphs. Because if he'd heard about his wife getting sick sooner, then he might have made it back in time before she passed away. 
The telegraph had already been invented in 1774, but it used 26 bulky wires to transmit messages. Morse came up with a way to send messages over a single wire using a new language, a system of long and short signals, Morse code. He received a patent for his telegraph invention in 1844 and secured funding from Congress to build wires across the U.S. Morse sent that message, What Hath God Wrought, on May 24th of that year, and later, President Lincoln received battle reports during the Civil War using the same system. Wow. Yeah. One man's loss is a society's gain, I guess? It's for sure, yeah. Bittersweet, but they used Morse code in Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Did they really? They did. Wow. I know you're really happy that you know that now. Changes my life. I'm really showing my nerd colors today. <laughs> Ashley, have you ever seen Battlestar Galactica? Yes, I have. All right, we're on the same page. I'm bringing it up because, and I won't spoil anything, but the premise of the show basically is that the human race is on another planet. They get driven away. They have to find a new home, and that home is called Earth. But does it take place during our modern day, or does it take place millions of years ago, or does it take place millions of years in the future? Nobody knows until the last episode, which I recommend seeing. Well, anyway, I'm bringing this up because we love cutting-edge scientific ideas here at Curiosity, and today you can learn about a new hypothesis that says an advanced civilization could have ruled the Earth millions of years ago, as if the Battlestar Galactica landed on our planet several million years ago and they took it over. But there's no way we would know it. But that's a different franchise than this one is even named after, so this is like double nerd. Yeah, we're going just full nerd today. This hypothesis was co-authored by NASA scientist Gavin A. Schmidt and University of Rochester professor Adam Frank. They recently published the idea in the International Journal of Astrobiology, and it's called the Silurian Hypothesis, which is from... Doctor Who. Which you also are a fan of. I am. Excellent. Well, yes, it is named after a fictional race of reptile-like humanoids from the British science fiction series Doctor Who. And there's an actual reason scientists came up with this. This isn't some crazy, oh man, what if we used to be ruled by crazy aliens, man. It's not like that. Their goal is to figure out how we might find signs of ancient civilizations on other planets. So, like, we have dinosaur fossils from millions of years ago, right? So, of course, we would see signs of a civilization from that long ago, right? Well, not necessarily because dinosaurs were around for more than 150 million years. Like, they were chilling for a while. And that's a big deal because... It's not just about how old ruins of a hypothetical civilization might be. It's also about how long they were around. I mean, humans, it only took us about 100,000 years to spread across the Earth. So if another species did the same thing so quickly, then our chances of spotting them in the geological record would be a lot smaller. So the whole point of this new hypothesis is to figure out how we might spot deep time civilizations. You can read all the details on Curiosity.com, but the main takeaway is that to find ancient civilizations, we should look for periods of heightened carbon in the atmosphere. For example, right now, Earth is in the Anthropocene period, characterized by the widespread dominance of human beings. And in this period we're in right now, there's a remarkably high number of carbons in the air compared to in other periods in history. So to look for ancient civilizations, we can comb through ice cores for signs of carbon dioxide and short, sharp bursts like what we're experiencing today. Yeah, you can actually see evidence of ancient Greek and Roman civilizations in Greenland sea ice right now because they mined and smelted lead and that put carbon up into the atmosphere and now it's in our ice. That's really crazy. Yeah. So if a civilization lived millions of years ago, maybe they'd leave a trace. Exactly. So keep an eye on the carbon. 
Again, you can find the details of everything we talked about today and more on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS or on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. 